0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChumbaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us?
2: What is the crack? It's Neil and Paddy back again. We are coming to you. To be honest with you, Paddy, <laughs> I said when we were going through all the games that I felt like I was podcasting every day and I said I loved it and then I was kind of waiting for a bit of a break, but we just couldn't stay away. I just I just love it. It's so cathartic to come on and just talk about Aston Villa. And uh, what we're here to talk to you about, I don't really know. We're just going to shoot the breeze couple of things have happened in the Villa world at the moment we've no preview or review to do which is a change because literally since the start of December it's just been a bar to break the coronavirus break it's just been games 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 and I'm sure not just us but the players as well are a bit happy of actually maybe even getting our feet under the table for a while at home but Paddy how are you getting on uh enjoying the fact that there's a small bit of a break between games
3: um No, (laughs) I don't see him enjoying not having games. Neither am I. I think it's a a badly needed break um, that we're currently on. And it looks like it's going to be this way for more or less the remainder of the season. I don't think we're down to play a midweek game at the moment until the start of May. So that will change with FA Cup games clashing or whatever, I'm sure. But um, it's kind of a bit of back to reality now. We're, We're out of cups and whatever and you know we're, we're concentrating on the league the, the games are once a week which is fine you know it it was great for the few weeks that we were on because we with nothing else to do
0: <laughs>
2: yeah but, i was just yeah. trying to say that as well it was like that was great while we were in lockdown but now yeah. now i'm looking at the, at the calendar and i'm going Oh, the, can the fifth of March? Please hurry up, so because <laughs> <laughs> that's when we're supposed to be able to the lock on the post here in yeah. Ireland. So, yeah. um, but I, I wouldn't count my chickens. I think one. deep
3: down we all know that they're going to take St Patrick's Day off us too. Oh, and,
2: and, and look, I, <laughs> I'd love nothing more than to be stuck in a beer garden watching sport and Paddy's Day, but yeah. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it at the moment. So, no, and uh,
3: most logical people wouldn't either, but that for that reason that there's no, that there are some people that have no logic. There will be uh there'll be no St. Patrick's day and and we'll be pushing out our celebrations a bit later mm-hmm. in the year, but look, that's fine. As, as I was saying, you know, it's great that we had football twice a week for, for the last few weeks. It's got us through a rough January. Um, and yeah, looking forward to the game, the weekend, and hopefully we can get another three points. Um, and that's about it, really.
2: Yeah, yeah. We, and we'll be back with another podcast on that. This is, really, <laughs> this is one I literally, I just I just wanted, want to do a podcast you know, without having to try and guess what a team is going to be. Uh, so this is a bit more of a relaxed <laughs> one. Uh, let the personalities shine through, as they say, you know. So um, uh, like there's been a couple of things that have gone on in the Villa world, I think, at the moment. Uh, number one, uh, just had a pop-up on my phone. I've had two pop-ups on my phone, actually. Um, first one said that John Terry is going to be interviewed for the Bournemouth job. And then about an hour and a half later, it said, John Terry is no longer a candidate for the Bournemouth job. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe he decided he now wasn't the time for him to go there. Um, but uh, I, I'm happy. I just, I just don't want any upheaval at all in this backroom squad when everything is going tickety boo at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, keep everybody together. Um, it's we seem to have a very like we haven't heard one word from Craig Shakespeare. We haven't heard like from any of the coaches. Dean Smith's doing a fantastic job of of corralling everybody, and what I mean, I mean that in a good way. I mean that in a very good way. I mean it like that. He's doing a really good job of of keeping the cohesion within that that coaching squad, which is every bit as important. As keeping the cohesion in the playing squad as well, and um, we've spoken previously, as Paddy about uh, about about like the fact that Algazi did so well over Christmas and then just didn't get into the squad or didn't get into the starting team. Yeah. And he's kept the the spirits high, you know. That's the mark of a good manager. There's some managers out there that can't do that. We've seen it. We've seen the time in and again. And this isn't going to be a let's give out about this manager, that manager. It's just that. It's a skill that can't be taught. It's an inherent skill, and uh, you know the fact that John Terry—I don't know whether he took his name out of the, out of the pot. I don't know. I'm presuming. I'm assuming that he did, but he's no longer a candidate. That's certainly what it sounds like. Mm. It does well, what's your views on the petty?
3: Well, I'm glad he's being ruled out. As you said, it's it, it's not ideal to be losing a manager at this time of. Um, of the season you know we're going into the business end of it everything has been going as you say tickety-boo which is a phrase that I like um we, I we've been... realized
2: I used it Patty, to <laughs> <laughs> that just came out I have no idea you could have said that I said <laughs> anything there I don't even remember saying it
3: um yeah so look there's a lot of people who might not be too happy that John Terry is still there because for some reason he became the the reason why our defending was so bad last season, but nobody mentions why our defending is so good since Project Restart and how our fortunes have completely changed. Um, they put it down to Craig Shakespeare and his attacking work, but obviously behind the scenes we've got a great team there and they're all working together quite well. And it seems to be a very happy bunch Um it was probably the most animated I've ever seen John Terry after a score a goal at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's because it was Arsenal or he was just absolutely delighted for Ollie Watkins or the team or whatever. Um, but, you know, we're, we're his employers. I would hope that he would get as animated as he as he is. And I'm sure the day will come where somebody will take a punt on him as being their first team coach or manager or whatever they decide to call their their person in charge, and I think that will be his next move, but does it need to be now? Probably not, he's still a relatively young man, he's still cutting his teeth, Um, and he's probably doing it in a better way than the likes of um, I don't like singling people out, you know, Lampard hasn't worked out well at Chelsea, Wayne Rooney hasn't hit the ground running, you know,
2: You, you'd never have thought Lampard, you hear nothing about Lampard, Is he has he not walked out at Chelsea? <laughs> I thought he was actually doing a grand job, and, and more serious note, I thought Lampard was doing a fine job, and look, things don't just knit together. Um,
3: no, well, Chelsea just expect that a little bit more, and you know, and you go down a little bit further to the, to the likes of Jonathan Woodgate, who's in temporary charge of Middlesbrough, yet there's no talk of him being given you know, a chance of going at it. Um, no, he's in temporary charge
2: of yeah, he's, yeah, oh, he's sorry, Bournemouth. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, so did there's, he, there's no, he there's in, no talk of
3: him.
2: He brought in Harry, didn't he? Harry Redknapp is is no, no, not. He's just in there as a consultancy basis, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Harry Redknapp's a great man to 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 create jobs for himself, but you would have thought that they would have done that or I transfer time. We were denied. we were so close, buddy, to having Harry Redknapp hanging out the, the window of a car talking about Sandra, his wife, Um, you know. That kind of yeah. stuff. That's the stuff we live for as football fans, Paddy. Instead, we, we got forty-five
3: chances. minutes of Jim White talking about where Harry Redknapp was stuck in traffic on his yeah, oh, way in on transfer deadline day. Oh,
2: did didn't did, <laughs> I, I? I didn't first transfer deadline. I didn't watch in ages because I just knew we weren't going to sign anyone. Um, so, <laughs> but, yeah, that's
3: <laughs> that's that's friends. how stuck they were for a story on transfer yeah, deadline
2: day. Yeah, I can imagine so. I can imagine so. Um, but uh, yeah. Look, as as I say, Bournemouth, Bournemouth, was supposed to have a decision to make. They had, they didn't have a decision to make for years upon years with Eddie Howe there, and uh, they tried to go for the stability route, which I was a fan of at the time. Albeit, I didn't have a clue who that Tindall guy was. Well, look, I knew who he was. Knew he was a coach there, and he'd been there for donkeys. But um, you know, uh, for me, I'm. It's it, that wouldn't have been a conservative approach for me if that makes sense. Uh, but but for me, I thought it was probably the right approach for a team that had just gone down, You've got your parachute payments. You don't want to exactly go and and uh blow the whole thing up because realistically speaking, with the squad they had, they should they should be bossing that league, they should be right up there. Yeah, um, like there's a couple, there's a not just one or two players in that that team, there's a couple of players in that team that I would uh that I think are very, very good players, and no one more so than David Brooks. Everybody knows. I think he's just fantastic. I really do. Um, and there's a couple more guys there, you know, there's a nasty, nasty Philip Billings is there. And mm. my, my mind has gone blank on the right or left back that they have there as well. He's got a kind of a, he came to prominence last year. Anyway, good player, good player. But, uh, yeah, look, they'll, they'll find their own manager, but it's just not really going to be John Terry. And, uh, you know, that's music to my ears because he is... Mm. Um, and, and you mentioned something as well, Paddy. You mentioned that, <clears throat> you know, we asked ourselves, what did he do? Uh, what, what did he do uh, la- last year? What was he doing when things were going right? I think it was probably an unfair question to ask because, uh, like, I would have expected John Terry when he got that role with Aston Villa would have been pushed out in front of the camera. Every camera you could find, they would have pushed him out in front of it and he would have been this PR guru... And like he was captain, it was it was like he was the captain of of Chelsea. He was Mister Chelsea while he was there. And uh, it hasn't happened like that. And I think he probably didn't want it to happen like that because he must be. He looks like or he sounds like, and and he's going about his business about a guy who wants to become a manager or a coach on his own merits. Because look at him, he's taking it slow. He he knows the wood from the trees. He probably sees a good thing with Aston Villa there and a good growing. Um, Developing a club, and he probably is looking at Dean Smith and going, Wait a minute, I may not need to go down the leagues to do my apprenticeship. How about I just learn under a manager who has done his apprenticeship down the leagues and learn yep. from him and, and work my way forward from there? Because John Terry knows nothing other than the best of the best. And last year, he was never in a situation like he was in last year of being basically up shit creek without a paddle for for want of a better word and um you know that kind of stuff you need to learn how how you address players and adjust to players and he can't like he can't couldn't try on the jersey and go out there and make things happen but he could make things happen in the background and look i don't know whether he was at fault last year i don't know if there's 80 rug there what's the story that's water under the bridge but no i just want to keep what we have together keep it exactly. very much so
3: together well, i I like, I like to think of it as it just took time to come together oh yeah definitely and and who knows if if we didn't have that covid break would it have come together or not and you know maybe we're lucky we are you know we're not uh we're not, we're not above uh, being thankful for small mercies of the likes of this thing happening for us because we have enough that goes against us so uh you know john terry is a lot of people who don't like him for various reasons. Um, for me, he was one of the greatest centre-halves I've ever seen play the game. In that final season that he played for Aston Villa, to watch him at centre-half, you know, I've said it before, he was like the conductor of an orchestra. Mm-hmm. And wherever that ball landed, you just knew he was going to be underneath it. Every long ball he was underneath it. Every header he was underneath it. He was absolutely majestic to watch it. And stuff you can't really teach, or maybe he can teach and it's finally coming together. Who knows? Um, but... I prefer to see him as that guy than the pantomime villain that they roll out the WhatsApp jokes about when people's wives are mentioned and stuff. So, you know, for me, he, he'll always be a legend of a footballer and the, the other stuff takes a backseat when, when it comes down to being professional.
2: That's interesting, you know, mention, when we still mention, if it wasn't for the COVID break, where would Aston Villa be? And I think we will talk about that in, you know, in years to come. Like, let's just say this team has success. We can look back at that as a very, very defining point. And that COVID break could be our Mark Robbins goal that Sir Alex Ferguson had. So <laughs> I'm on the positivity train. I've been accused of being overly optimistic. Mark Robbins scored that goal that kept Alex Ferguson in a job and see what happened after that. We just happened to take a, a global pandemic to to propel us up to the upper echelons of of English football over the next few years and onwards towards Champions League and greatness with a dynasty of fantasticness all heralded by Sir Dino of Smith, um, as he will be known in 15 years' time. Take it to the bank. It's happening. (laughs) Right? That's...
3: Yeah. Um, (laughs) There's no no doubt it's going to be a pivotal moment in the history of the club because, you know, this season has has shown us that we will be... A formidable force in the Premier League for many years to come um, and you know he's created a sustainable model which is going to last and hopefully see him in that position for a long time Yeah. so you know there's nothing to worry about on, on that you know when we go back to this time last year when we were heading into that unknown Covid period after the Carabao Cup final having been hammered by Leicester yeah. and all of a sudden we we perform miracles when we get back and look where we are now worrying about if we're going to get into Europe or not.
2: Um, And you mentioned the sustainable model and you also mentioned Europe and that's two great segues, but I just wish you had done one before the other. So I got to go to the, I got to go to the, <laughs> the sustainable model first in full force, Patty four and a half year deal for Jacob Ramsey. Um, I look, let's call it what it is. Dean Smith loves the kid. He's had him in and around the squads all year. He's gotten game time. He started against wolves. I think it was. Mm. And, uh, now he's got a four and a half year deal. Go prove it, Jacob. And to be honest with you, you're doing a bloody good job as it is already. Just continue to progress. Anything that stands out to you from that?
3: Um, well, the length of it. Um, you know, there's a number of ways of looking at a long-term contract. We we don't know how much he's earning, so it could be very good for the club to tie him down for four and a half years, um, or he could be on a big contract for four and a half years. We've no way of knowing. What, what he's earning, there I, will I, be there will be some uh, some somebody will have some information filtering through in in time, I presume. But look, good luck to the kids. We we haven't seen the best of him, I don't think, as fans. I think I think he he hasn't set the world alight when he's been on the pitch, but the signs are there that he has the makings of a good player, and he's obviously shown that in training and in in the under 23s and and you know the, the the team have been looking at him now for three years coming through uh, with with Dean and at the start Richard O'Kelly in charge would have seen the, the progression that this young lad has made since he was under 16 I suppose at the time when they came so as a 19 year old pushing into a first team the time has come yes he does deserve a contract um, as Christian Porzlo always said Um, if if they're not getting into the team at that stage they're not going to so the time has come to to let them go which is why our under 23 team is so young so you know good luck to them I hope there's a few more to come because it it really 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 would be nice to be bringing in our own players that way than going out and spending 50-60 million to, to try and push on into Europe because what this year has told us that we can compete with the big boys even with what we have
2: and you mentioned you hope that there's a couple more to come. Obviously, the, uh, the Aston Villa Foundation are profiting from the under-23 games or the next couple of under-23 games being broadcast online. Um, you watched the most recent game, the 4-4 against Crystal Palace. Uh, yeah. Anyone really stand out in that game from you, Paddy?
3: There's a few. Um, I, I suppose the biggest one was, uh, I'm going to butcher his name again now, but however, uh, Carney Chukmuenka.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Currently, currently
3: makes sense. He just, did, this guy looks like he's going to be a midfield general. Um, he, he has potential there if he drives on to be an equivalent of a Patrick Vieira or a Yaya Touré. He has the build of a seek and he has that bit of skill and turn of pace as well. So um, he's my biggest hope. Um, obviously, he's a bit older than Louis Barry. Obviously, Louis Barry is a big hope. He didn't play because he's 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 injured at the moment. Um Kane Hayden Kessler is is another big hope in there. Um the Ben Chizen Chizen the left back is uh another fine player. Um and you know and there's a couple more there on the periphery. Um a li- little bit dicey at the back from what I saw, but I'm not going to judge them on one game a I'm I'm enjoying the fact that we'll get to be able to 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 look at them a bit closer over the next few weeks with their home games being broadcast for for £1.99 which I think is brilliant. So I'll I'll be tuning in on a, on Friday evening to see them play wolves and, and see see how if anybody else is involved or whatever. Disappointing to see um Anodi not involved. Um he was on the bench the guy that played against Liverpool. I would have liked him to see what he's like at that level and and you know I, I was a bit taken back to see that he's not getting a game. So um, he's one I'd like to see more of because if if the Liverpool game is anything to go by, there's great potential there.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's great to see. I i <laughs> i missed i missed the last twenty five minutes of that game. So I missed all the all the the, um, <laughs> the real kind of hustle two and bustle and of that game. Yeah, yeah, the to and fro and the up and down, the highs and the lows. Um, but I missed the last 25 minutes of it, but, uh, no, I'm going to tune into the next game now. I don't think it's on for a couple of weeks. I think it's, uh, no, it's this Friday. Is it? Is it this Friday? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh,
2: wait, that's what date today is. God, we're the 10th of February already.
3: (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) I wish it was the 10th of March.
2: (laughs) Yeah. 10th of March would have been fine. Yeah. 10th of March would be fine. Then we, at least we would know what's going on here. Um, no, I to, yeah, uh, absolutely. Oh yeah, Friday, great stuff. Definitely going to uh, chop into that one and see what the story is. Drop into it, shall I say? Um, and Paddy, you mentioned also as well about uh, you know with the sustainable model working towards Europe. Um, do you for conference, the Europa conference, Paddy? Uh, yes. You've gotten out the uh, calculator and you've gotten out the uh, basically like a spider diagram to see what the actual situation is with that. It's not as simple as qualify seventh and you get into the UEFA conference. Am I right in saying that? No. No. Talk to me. Tell me what the story is. Okay.
3: Well, let's go back and tell the listeners what there is because it's probably something that a lot of people haven't heard about yet. So basically, UEFA have decided to set up this third tier competition, which will ensure the 34 national associations will have teams involved in European competition. Okay. So that, that, that in itself, I think, is great because, you know, there's only 54 or 55 there anyway. So 34 of them are going to have people competing at, in, at European level, which is great. Um, a little bit of a shake-up. Uh, Champions League isn't affected. That stays the way it is. Um, but the Europa League drops from 48 to 32 teams. So all three competitions will have 32 teams in it, so 96 in total. Um, So all three competitions will have the same format initially of eight groups of four. And then it, it gets a bit more complicated in the likes of this conference league as people drop out of the Europa League. The third place teams in the Europa League drop into a playoff place in the Conference League, but that we, we we will hold that thought for now until it actually concerns us. So, uh, they get, they've, they've changed the format of what times the games are going to be on at as well. So, it's a quarter to six uh Greenwich Mean Time and eight o'clock on a Thursday. Oh, go back there. What? It's the times? The, t- the uh, kick-off times have changed, yeah. Quarter to six? Quarter to six okay, and eight so- o'clock.
2: Okay, alright, so they're basically going to take more or less, what, like if you were playing to get a Russian team, you'd always kick off quarter to six. I would uh, imagine so. In GMT time, yeah, yeah, so they're just basically Indeed. taking that slot. It's a yeah. Fine slot, perfect slot for people working at home. Perfect. Yeah, Indeed. it's a bit
3: more difficult if you're rushing home from work to get there. Yeah. But it, it's not much of a change. The, the Europa League, uh, some games were kicking off at 555 this season, so it's not a huge change. Um so, let's have a look at how this will affect us. So, in the, in the Premier League, positions one to four get Champions League football. That hasn't changed. Um, Europa League uh, qualification comes by winning the FA Cup or finishing fifth in the, champ- in the Premier League. Right. So, That's that Ro- on-
2: Ro- Europa League is winning the FA Cup or finishing fifth. Gotcha,
3: gotcha. Okay. Um, And then the Conference League is either the Carabao Cup winner and if the Carabao Cup winner is placed higher than sixth, then the seventh place team will automatically get the Conference League place.
2: Cool. So, So no longer does the FA Cup winner's Second player, runner's up or anything like that, that equation has completely gone out of it. It's either is winner or fifth place. Ball burst after that, yeah. Um, and so the only permutations for, uh, for from from a league point of view is if the winner of the Carabao Cup is, uh, placed higher than the seventh, sixth place, in the league.
3: Well, it it, it all changes when, you know, say for example Man City, win the Carabao Cup. They've they've already qualified for Europe. There's no additional places. Yes. So it just drops down to seventh. Um. So it's the it's it's the FA Cup. What's unclear is if the FA Cup winner finishes in the Champions League spots, does that give an extra place? So what. Sixth
2: place. Where does sixth place go? I, did I mix that up there? Has sixth place been jumped over? To is it
3: more fortuitous to finish seventh than it is to finish sixth? <laughs> what happened to sixth place? Well, sixth place is is either um, so fifth and sixth are the Europa League if the FA Cup winner is in the Champions League. Spot. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So the seventh place team or the Carabao Cup winner we Will get the conference league.
2: Play. Oh, sorry. So there's two
3: UEFA Cup places, two Europa League places.
2: Sorry, yeah, yeah UEFA Cup. I'm, I'm, I'm in old money. There. <laughs> so essentially, right, to so go real old money, we've got the Champions League, we've the UEFA Cup, we've the Cup Winners Cup. Essentially, that's how we got. Because if you won the League Cup back in the day, you got to go into the Cup Winners Cup. And remember Naeem from the halfway line caught Seaman 10 yards off his line, five yeah. minutes into injury time. Yeah, that that used to get great joy out of singing that to my arse and maintenance mate in school. Um, but uh, what a game that was as well, by the way. Um, Back in 95, I think. Absolutely. But, but that was... So So we're kind of gone back to that model. Poor boy, you're rewarded for winning cups now as opposed to
3: league position.
2: Well, I suppose we yeah. were always that way before, but this now gives a small bit more prestige.
3: Yeah. Well, you go back 2013, Bradford getting to... Will we ever forget Bradford getting to... The cup final, uh, the Carabao Cup final, or whatever it was called at the time, us. they could have p- potentially got this uh, Conference League place if they'd have won it. Now there hasn't been a winner of the Carabao Cup outside of the Champions League positions in seven years, so it's on. Un- it and it's not- it looks like that's going to be the case this year with. The exception being if Spurs win it, they'll probably be in the Europa League place anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot to consider, but there were, you know, and and I fell into it as well. For some reason, I, I assumed there was two places there, which meant down as low as eighth place you <laughs> could be qualifying for Europe. Yeah. But look, it's it it it's a bit confusing because, um, it's at the discretion of. The FA, who gets these places, and while most most of the leagues have given, <laughs> uh, Fucking no, no, they, they, they've so predetermined they? who's getting them, but it was at their discretion who got oh, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. for example, in the League of Ireland, it was your league position that got them, plus plus a cup winner, for for the for this conference uh, league. So we could, so yeah, so essentially,
2: like this conference league is going to be a small bit more. How am I going to put it? Like, it's very unlikely you're going to see unless, they, unless a, a team like Shamrock Rovers, we, can, we call it here in Ireland. Unless a team like Shamrock Rovers qualifies for the Champions League, the likelihood of them playing or Real Madrid have a massive fall from grace. The likelihood of Shamrock Rovers playing Real Madrid uh, in the next 20 years is probably slim to none. But Shamrock Rovers versus Aston Villa or Everton could very easily happen in a conference league next year. Absolutely. So it's it's a it's a tiered system based on skills. So it it gives it gives uh, teams more of a chance to build. I suppose it allows UEFA effort to spread the money a bit, a bit further around the, the continent.
3: Yeah, Crazy. and and the whole the whole thing is is to, is to to drive more money to the smaller clubs between advertising revenue, TV revenue, and and of course the most important in getting fans through the gate. When we ever see that again, getting fans in to, to watch. Potentially big toys between. Let's be honest. If, if we take our own situation, where you have Shamrock Rovers playing Aston Villa or Everton, Spurs, even, they, they would they would move that to the Aviva Stadium and oh, get yeah. 30,000 no problem. You know, they'd, they'd
2: fill it. They'd fill. They'd fill the Aviva for an English team.
3: Exactly, and that and that's that's a, a game changer and set a, a small club up like that for many many years to come. So. For that reason, it's a really good idea. Um it might for some clubs be a pain in the ass to follow to follow into fall into that uh to bracket of playing for this trophy. Um it's you know, some clubs aren't too pushed with the Europa League, and you see that when who they pick in the group stages until you know they get to the business end of it. Um Spurs, for example, a few years ago when they ironically enough played Shamrock Rovers didn't mm. really seem to take it too seriously until they got out of the groups. Am I
2: right in saying in the Stevens scored a goal that day? Former Gee villain. Folks. I can't the remember. Day. In the Stevens score goal uh that day. I know he played. Played yeah. for, for um
3: uh, I would have thought that was after his time. <laughs> no, but
2: up. it's look there's there's a segue if there was one. Um <laughs> yeah. But uh it's uh yeah, it's 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 one of those. Uh, it's look, this is this is a positive. I think I, I would have been down on this before the before everything was kind of more a set in stone, more so set in stone than it was. Mm. Um, but for this, this is look, one way or another, there's going to be extra games in the calendar. One way or another, whether it's a, a Super League, which now has been really knocked in the head um, to to this UEFA Conference League, and you know what, this Conference League as well, when you think about it. Maybe this is a deterrent for the big boys to leave because if you keep it because it gives them the, the feeling of having their their cartel at the top and their cartel at the top is difficult to get into unless you break the top four and you're in, your, in uh, England or one of the big, big leagues or wherever, you know, like yeah. for, for Aston Villa, unless you break the top four, it's difficult to get into uh, or win the UEFA Cup. The Europa League. Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm really in all money. <laughs> uh, the Europa League, unless you yeah. win the Europa League. So so they still have their cartel. And obviously, look, the UEFA Conference League winner, he isn't good. they aren't going to get the same amount of cash as the, as the Champions League winner. They're not going to get the same amount of exposure as the Champions League winner. So it really does allow the, the big boys to stay big, I suppose, for a period of time and stop maybe the, the, the Super League breakaway piece because, um, and look... The, the top four is breakable. The top four in England is breakable. It wasn't for years yeah. and years and years. If anything, the last five or six years have taught us it is very breakable. And uh, look, the way, as you said, sustainable model, the reason we're talking about European competition is the fact we're in eighth position with a game in hand and on uh, some teams, two games in hand in others. Um, no, two hard games in hand against Everton and Spurs. But albeit, you know, we've a puncher's chance against everybody, we've shown that this year. So this is stuff we want to be worrying about. Um, we were not worrying about, yeah. about the UEFA Conference League to be honest with you.
3: Mm. Well, I, I'm, I'm lucky enough or unlucky enough to be old enough to uh, have enjoyed the European competition at Villa Park and mm. even a couple of away games. And you, you can't explain to somebody how magical these trips and nights are. You know, Did you
2: go to Hamburg, Paddy?
3: I didn't go to Hamburg, no. I went to Atletico Madrid and I went to Strom's Godset. Got,
2: yeah, I was just about to say, it. Remember, remember we went through a, a period of playing Tromso
3: and, and those yeah. guys,
2: yeah. A, any team in the Scandinavian leagues we used to play and we'd always only win 1-0. You know, always be scraping one in, one yeah. One. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But uh, they, were, um, they were magical times and then you've got the Inter Milan, yes, you know. Like, the, 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 these, these are all games of folklore. And plus, you know, I, again, I was too, too young at the time, but, you know, we were champions of Europe. You know, I was only seven, six at the time, so I was you know, three. We've months. we've done it before. You, already, you weren't even was, born, really. I was my I was minus three, Paddy. <laughs> so, look, it's uh, we're into what the, the 40th anniversary of of winning the league, Um yeah. and next year will be the 40th anniversary of the European Cup win. So, and plus we're heading quicker than we expected towards our 150th anniversary in a couple of years time so there's a lot of celebration going on there's a lot of reminiscing so you know it's time it's time to change everything and bring bring these good times back and paddy do you know what speaking of anniversaries
2: it's in and around now. when it was the aniver- when the anniversary was of you coming on the podcast more or less full-time 'Cause I remember <laughs> I, I remember that phone call on the second of February telling me get my arse in gear to do more podcasts and that text message you gave me and I said, Right, so put your money where your mouth is. Are you available every day for the rest of the year, please? <laughs> and the way it turned out, you were.
3: And I was we yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so L- yeah. Little did
3: we know what was gonna happen after that. Little did we know. Exactly. Yeah. But wouldn't exactly. wouldn't it be great this time next year to be uh to be coming on the podcast after get, having a trip to oh, yeah. who knows, FC. <laughs> Basel or Sion or uh, Villarreal or you know yeah. something yeah. something magical in any part of Europe would do me now. Like the
2: Genoa and, or somewhere like that. No, and somewhere yeah. I I'm thinking a bit further down south towards the Mediterranean for the sun, Fendi. That's where I'm thinking uh, now. As opposed, you go to, to
3: my uh, uh, my Italian team, Sampdoria and Gemini, I'd love that. Yeah, <laughs> and great. then all roads would leave till the 25th of May, the day before Rotterdam Day where we'll be looking at the final in Tbilisi, in Tirana, sorry, so yeah. you Tirana. never know, <laughs> Tirana, yeah.
2: I'm going to guess Tirana is Estonia, isn't it? Uh, Albania, isn't it? Tirana, sorry, Tirana is Albania, yeah, yeah, Tirana is, I work with people from the day, oh my God, I hope they're not listening to this podcast, they're going to give out to me. Uh, <laughs> I should know that, <laughs> but uh, Albania, yeah. That's definitely that's where. That's down near the Adriatic. That's going to be fine. Yeah, that's going to be grand and hot down there. Perfect. Yeah, I'm all in. Book the tickets, Betty. <laughs> book the tickets. Bring two masks, book the tickets, and get the get the jabs in the arms. Everything will be fine uh, this time in 2020. We just get the jabs
3: in the arms and sort it out first.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, I was actually talking to a guy earlier, and we were talking about this competition. And I said, The final's in Tirana. Talent. And he says, I was thinking of Tallinn. Oh, yeah. And he goes, that was a great trip, wasn't it? And I'd actually forgotten I'd been there to watch Ireland, <laughs>
2: Ireland and Albania. Well, do you know yeah. what, Paddy? I'm gonna make you feel really old. They wheeled the television into the classroom when I was in, and I was probably already in primary school. I'd say to watch Ireland Albania. So now you feel really old.
1: <laughs>
3: Yikes! Yeah, I think I was only a teenager at the time, but it was it a great trip. <laughs> it
2: must have been. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a two-one win, Paddy. I, I might be able to remember, but I don't know. you? Yeah,
3: well, he reckoned Steve Staunton scored that day, but we'll have to if we'll have to do Mr. Google and check. Yeah, if only the there
2: was a catalogue maybe that was available to all the world on like this web thing. You know, it'd be fantastic. We might be able to find it out. But uh, <laughs>
3: the
2: man who makes that is going to be a millionaire. But if mark my words, he'll be a millionaire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh no look that's this has actually been a good crack podcast now in fairness it's uh there's, there's there's less worrying about uh about a, a game there's less worrying about about potential uh performances or our team lineups and stuff like that um you know so uh I'm delighted we we jumped on to do this if my dog is <laughs> delighted not can you hear me in the background he's back like that um but uh no that's great and and look it's nice to filler our podcast for the middle of the week and uh as I say, the, there's good feeling around for the park at the moment, so you know why not talk about Aston Villa, where seems everybody's second second favorite team at the moment. So let let the good times roll. Um, is there anything else, Patty? I don't think there is.
3: Um, no, I think we've covered off nearly everything.
2: Oh, I wanted to. Apart
3: from the fact I've uh, just discovered I was in Tirana twice. <laughs> <laughs> strong
2: strong uh, alcohol in Tirana, I'd say. Is there?
3: Well, the second time certainly was, well, it was only a day trip. So um, I just checked there. I had a text message from the guy I was talking to earlier. He, he said, you were there as a kid in 1993 and you were there on the absolute lash with the rest of us in 2003 on a dirt, on a day trip. So there you go. <laughs> That's, good. <laughs> That's good.
2: That's good. That's um, good. No, I just wanted to give a quick shout out, lads, to... Um, uh, we've, we've had some really good interaction on, on the website. I, I popped up a website, to be honest with you, a small bit half-cooked, but it's getting there. It's getting there. There's going to be more features up in it soon. Um, and I'm just delighted to everybody who's interacted on it. We got some really nice messages. And um, we've had, uh, you know, some, some some great interactions on it. And, uh, you know, there was, uh, I, I'll keep this person's name. Uh, I, w- I won't read out the name, but you'll know who it is. They sent a really, really nice message to say that they'd started listening to the podcast a couple of months ago. And it's become a staple listening in their everyday life. Uh, gets them through tough sessions in the es- exercise biker, gets me through boring day at work. And, um, you know, they they basically, they were talking about the vague memories of uh, success under the Martin O'Neill era and the fact that, the, there hasn't been so much success uh, since because they're they're a young Aston Villa fan, you know, which is which is great to hear that you know sometimes our senseless murmurings of the the 94, 90, 96, the, those kind of seasons, you know, that they aren't lost on people as well, uh, and uh, they go on and say you know thanks to to for for doing the podcast, um, and and you know like that stuff is brilliant, and and this isn't me blowing our trumpet or anything like that, but. Just That means a lot, the fact that we're get, we're helping somebody get through their day or get through their exercise and stuff like that. And yeah. I genuinely meant it. Uh, I genuinely mean it, lads, that, you know, lockdown is shit. Like, let's just call a spade a spade, but we just have to do it. So if anybody just wants to get something off their chest or just wants to talk about Villa... Give us a shout. You know, I, I genuinely mean it. You know, it's it's yeah. like even if it's a, even if it's only a couple one or two messages, just to just to you know you're waiting for a bus or something like that or whatever, and you, you know there's no one you've not talked to. I don't know. I don't know what the story is. Give us yeah. a shout. Um, everything will be good. And uh, it's we'll funny because
3: when, when I read the, when I read the you you obviously sent me on the message and there was no name on it or whatever, but I read it and it reminded me like I, I set up a business in 2018 and it was very, very quiet starting off. And, you know, you're wondering when people come through the door and I would have uh, every morning checking uh, the podcast to see if the Villa podcast that were around at the time had a new episode out and it would be the highlight of my day mm. because I'd have very little interaction with people. And, you know, I, I wish I had the amount of podcasts that I had now to listen to back then, you know, so it's great. It's great that, you know, there's so many people involved in, 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 yeah. putting content out there and you know interacting with people and you know people are the most important thing you know if you don't like it you can choose not to listen which which is completely fine you know i'm sure everybody has their go no no listen
2: listen listen yes. to our podcast jesus christ patty what are you doing
3: <laughs> well they're already listening i'm just, just so, playing devil's that, advocate that, yeah, here that makes
2: sense yeah that makes sense if we ever say anything that pisses you off you know, turn it off, but then turn on the next episode again, all right? We'll we make a deal. There's the compromise. Turn off that episode, but definitely turn on the next episode For the next again. One.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but no, I know what you mean, Paddy, but also, I suppose, in another way, um, you must be thanking your lucky stars there wasn't so many podcasts around. Otherwise, you wouldn't have done a tap of work, and the business would have shut down. So uh, <laughs> maybe so, <laughs> <laughs> you would be too busy listening to podcasts. Um, but no, as as I've said a million and one times before, fan leg content is the way is the way forward. Fan leg content shows the passion, the personality, the. The, it may not show the humility we certainly don't at times it's very difficult to tell me sometimes that my team is maybe didn't play well um, i've come to that realization myself but that's what we try to do we try to maybe come to that realization and, and 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 everyone can kind of hopefully either come to it before us and tell us that hey listen you know what what you said about that not that was a bit offside for me didn't really didn't really uh agree with that or they might say you know what what you said there actually makes one hundred percent sense. No, I would never have thought of it that yeah. way. And that's what fan led content does because we everybody and not us. I'm not just talking about us, but every fan. A piece of fan led content will think about the game in a different way because it's uh, it's a passion. It's a it's it's a point of passion and it's a point of um, exactly. Uh, you know, and what I like about yeah.
3: fan led content is you, you're getting you're getting the truth, warts and all. Uh, Sometimes a little bit over the top. You know, we had a, an occasion recently that we didn't throw out the full podcast because we got a bit. Uh, <laughs> that was very warped, animated. <laughs> yeah. Um. But look, it's you know sometimes you're listening to, and don't get me wrong, it's it's great to get an insight to what's going on in the club, and it's important. But you know, all of these guys have media training and they know how to answer questions. So. You, you need you need some guys playing devil's advocate and just having a, a, a chat about different aspects and different stuff that's going on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of warts and all, this one won't be on uh, YouTube because the two of us, are, well, me anyway, Paddy. I'm going to say is I'm a show. I didn't uh, my hair and makeup never showed up, so it's not going to be on YouTube for anybody <laughs> expecting that. It's a disgrace. Like we paid them enough, Paddy. Like they didn't bother showing up. Like it's terrible, isn't um, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't care if they're if they're playing from Geneva. Was uh, was was grounded due to snow. I paid him the big bucks to come and do my hair and makeup before YouTube. It's not not acceptable. Not acceptable. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> as you can on tell, that note, <laughs> today, today is a bit today is a bit of a giddy one. But as you can tell, guys, uh, look, listen, great to chat. Um, midweek podcast uh, without an awful lot to talk about, but we still made bones of an hour out of it anyway. Um, thanks, everybody, as always, for listening. Check out the podcast, uh, check out the website on um, www.furtheloveofparmigrad.com. Also, have a YouTube uh, page where we'll be doing a lot more stuff on uh, coming up. Um, but the bread and butter, as we say, the, the look the podcast will always be here week in, week out. So uh, check us out there as well. And if you haven't subscribed already, we'd be absolutely honored to, for you to subscribe to our, subscribe to our podcast as well. Uh, so thanks, everybody. Once again, thank you to Paddy. And you can get him at, at philipaddy.com. You can get me on Love McGraw Pod. We'll be back with a Brighton preview in the coming days or hours. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa.